Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kanichi Yeehaw podcast. I'm Jared. And I'm Natalie. And today we're going to be talking about what we watched in this past season. Yes, our season review of winter 2023. Yes. Um, I'm going to start off with the shows that I watched and Natalie didn't. <laughs> so first is the newest season of My Hero Academia. Um, I think it was good. Okay. Like, <clears throat> I know I talked about earlier about how I'm like kind of bored mm-hmm. of My Hero. And I think that they finally kind of pulled it back by doing something that... Uh, a lot of hero shows don't, or, yeah, I guess, like, they don't really do that. A lot of hero hero things do do this, but this did it in a, uh, kind of, I like how they did it. So basically what it was is that it's, it's got to that, like, hero arc of the civilians no longer trusting or liking the heroes. Okay. Um... I feel like it's used... It's not uncommon in, like, superhero movies Mm -hmm. and shows and things like... Superhero media. Um, But I feel like they did it pretty well. Like, uh, you know, the main character is like, Ooh, I'm the only one that can save people. And then he spirals into darkness and, like, things like that. Um, So it was interesting. Um, Definitely gave some life to my hero that's good to to kind of finally have something different Mm -hmm. than just main character saves the day but i will say this it's gotten more bullshit oh yeah (laughs) yes because it was introduced that the main character can like use multiple powers um but instead of like the previous powers where he took a long time to like figure out how to use them he kind of just kind of knew how to use them immediately mm-hmm. like he was like immediately good at them for the most part i see yeah. and it's just like okay sure <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. um and then the other show is vinland saga season two um season one of vinland saga was fantastic it was amazing it was great and listen I know that it's a saga, so there's, like, character arcs of, like, the main character changing how he feels about things and, like, things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's, like, it's a saga, so there's lots of development. Right. Um, But it's kind of boring. Okay. (laughs) This part of it? Yeah. Well... The thing is that I don't... So, it's a, um... It's a season split in... That's gonna cover over two seasons. Okay. Like, if you get what I mean. I so, it's, so, it's yeah. gonna be 24 episodes. Okay, it's 24 yeah. 24 episodes. Yeah. Um, I am not caught up on it. Mm-hmm. I watched episode 9. And... I don't know. I'm just kind of bored. Okay, so it kind of... You dropped yeah, it. Yeah, so... Essentially. Yeah, so... I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is completed now, or no, or it's halfway. No, or it's halfway. halfway. Right? Okay. So, um, it's that. So the first, okay. So the first season was all about 
a child who was plunged into war and all they know is hatred. Okay. Then season two is about... Well, first off, it adds another main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to try to put like a more human aspect against him. Um, but like the main character of the first season has like completely given up on life. And okay. it's just kind of like a husk of what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I got to was he realized that like he wants to continue living but living the life of a pacifist like which was what his dad like tried to um what his dad tried to like portray to him mm-hmm. because in like the like second episode of the of the first season his dad like sacrificed himself but he was known as this big warrior and he was trying to like in the first season he was trying to portray like fighting isn't everything mm-hmm. um so I get it. I get what it's saying. It's the whole like, okay, your dad was right. You know, like fighting isn't how we solve all of our answers. War is bad. But like, that's kind of why I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the war part was the cool part. Right. And now it's just farming farming simulator it's just been farming for like nine for the entire time Mm -hmm. and i'm like fine (laughs) but i'm tired of farming and so i don't know if like because a lot of the times in shows whenever especially since i'm pretty sure it's long like you know it's a saga so like it, there's going to be a lot of arcs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if immediately after he's declared this pacifism, he gets thrown back into the fray um, and has to, like, fight for his life. So maybe I'm just, like, this is, like, the calm before the storm and I just need to hold out. Right. Or maybe it is just going to keep being more fucking farming. <laughs> like... <sighs> And I'm not, and it's like in-depth farming too, like, like, uh, talking, talking about like wheat and why wheat is like such a good starter, like crop and like, (laughs) it's a lot. Okay. And I'm just kind of bored. Right. So I don't know if someone that's watching can tell me to keep watching. I mean, someone that's watching this and Vinland Saga or has read Vinland Saga Mm -hmm. and can tell me to keep watching because it gets better. Please do so. Um, because I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Vinland Saga Season 1 was really good. Um, and I think that's it that I watched by myself. Okay, yeah. Um, then let's talk about some stuff that is continuing from the last season. Yes, and um, both of these are now um, ended for now. Yeah. Like, they have reached their final I'm pretty 24th sure, episode. I'm pretty yes. sure both of these... Have been renewed. Have been renewed Both of these have already been renewed also. (laughs) So the first one was Ursa Yatsura. Yes. Which, um, once it started last season, and then this Mm -hmm. season is now where it's ending. Um, Still, overall, funny show. Yeah. Funny little gags. Um, They add new characters, keep things fresh. I thought that the final episode was really funny. It was really funny. The, The best girl. 
yeah. uh, fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> the best girl competition. Um, but it was just like a bunch of sponsorships and stuff. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of, of um, just like one-liner jokes in there that it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I would like to keep watching it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind keep watching either. Yeah. Um, I hope this spurs more old shows to be remade. Right. Like 80s show, 80s and, yeah, like 80s shows. Yeah, we talked about it in um, one of our previous episodes, our, our retro anime episode, how um, the the re, the re remake of yeah. Ursa Yatsura does make us excited to see maybe some other popular shoujo yeah. um, anime get the same uh, care that Urusei honestly, did. Honestly, if j- just like just like remake all of Rumiko Takahashi's like shows <laughs> like yes. Inuyasha, yes. uh, Ranma One Half, you know, I'll watch I'll watch them yeah. if they're remade. If they're remade real. the same way that Eris Yatsura is yeah. because it is like a really it's still faithful to the art style. Yeah. But it's just revamped. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um Dave Pro is the company that did it. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job. They yes, really they understood did. understand like how colors work. They also do like JoJo. Uh-huh. So like they're familiar with making things look pretty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um and then the next one was Blue Lock. Mm-hmm. So a lot went down in Blue Lock. A lot went down in Blue Lock. A lot went down in Blue Lock. So basically we have teams. There are teams of five. Yeah. We have teams of five now. This is where we're ending. Um, so we have, it's our like main team is the top three. So the three best players. Plus our main character, mm-hmm. Ichigo. Ichigo? Uh, no. It, ooh, no, that's not right. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Oh, shoot. Okay. We have our main character. And then we have his bestest best friend. Yeah. Um, Bakura. Yeah. They're a team. And then we have um, a couple of other teams. Some of them are completely new characters mm-hmm. that have not even had speaking roles yet. So that'll be interesting to see what they're all about. I saw a little baby spoiler from, from um, a manga panel on mm-hmm. Twitter because they're making the joke of, oh, I would l- I love to show screen like or not I love to show panels of Blue Lock and tell people that it's just about soccer. Yeah. Like that because <laughs> it's a I mean it's a very intense show. Yeah. But I saw a little baby uh spoiler having to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um about one of the characters that was just introduced in the final episode, one of the ones that doesn't have um or didn't I mean it, they just got introduced, mm-hmm. right. Um what are the exciting things? They played like the five best soccer players in the world. Right. Which was crazy um, for many reasons. One was that they all had silly accents. It, they all had... <laughs> okay. They all were trying to speak English, but it was all definitely Japanese people that Except do not speak Except for English. the British person. Except for the British person. Except for the British person who actually really did sound British. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they played this game. They, I think they only score one goal. Yeah. And then they get like obliterated, right? Um, which was like expected, except for one person didn't expect that. Yeah. The number one, because he has the biggest ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after this game, it's revealed that Blue Lock is in a lot of debt because we did pay each one of these five players 
like a million dollars yeah to do have this like one game against these i mean like to them they're they're high schoolers they're rookies yeah. right um so the like like fc japan is like this is expensive we're not seeing results we have to like the parents are upset yeah <laughs> um we have to stop it and ego the guy who's running it is like give me one more game against the u20 japan team mm-hmm. which i do not know what u20 stands i do not know what it stands for but um, <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's all people under 20 all people under 20 yeah i think it's under like 20. the best team of people under 20 oh really yeah okay well, uh, I'll look it up. about to say, um, not soccer people here, but they have to play the the U twenty team in a match, and if the Blue Lock team wins, then Blue Lock can continue. So it's kind of like paused right now. Like it seems like the the um, the like Blue Lock competition is going to be paused until this next game against the U20 team, and they're just going to be training and learning about each other and how each other's soccer styles play. Um, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, okay, I was right. It's people, it's pl- the best players in Japan under the age of 20. Under the age of 20, yeah. okay. So, oh, and I think the other thing is that if they win, they get to replace the U20 team. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, they struck up this, like, really insane deal with the... I don't know the the soccer <laughs> the soccer people of Japan where yeah. they're like yeah if we win though not only do we get to continue blue lock we also get to just be the U twenty team mm-hmm. like everybody in the U twenty team is fired like that's crazy so that's what we are looking forward to in the um, next season yeah I don't know when it's getting renewed I think it might be twenty twenty four I think it's twenty twenty four yeah um, so those are the two things that continued and have finished mm-hmm. um, next are some new things yeah uh well new-ish new-ish um this is a season two. Oh, the um yes egyptian season gods. season two of egyptian gods mm-hmm. um once again chibi show with like three minute episodes five minute episodes three to five minute episodes of the egyptian gods doing random things not mm-hmm. even necessarily god things yeah not especially in this episode yeah, in i this mean this season, season yeah it's not, very much not even god not things. doing god things <laughs> um i know for one episode they had a snowball fight yeah that was one of them mm-hmm. um i can't even remember all the episodes now because they're all they're short and they're yeah. cute and it's the last thing that we watch whenever we are watching anime to kind of like end on a on a light note right. um but it is still really cute I still liked it. Still had some funny moments in there. Yeah, um, it's really yeah. cute. Um, <laughs> shoot, give us a season three. I'll still watch it. Yeah, I'll still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think season two was only like ten episodes too. Oh like yeah. Instead of twelve. Yes, it was only ten episodes. Yeah, That's it right. Started late, I think. I think it might have started late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Junji Ito, the yeah. Netflix Junji Ito uh, maniac slash um japanese tales of the macabre mm-hmm. uh which was a uh, animated retelling of uh, popular junji ito stories mm-hmm. so um as this was on netflix we did finish this much quicker yeah. than 
everything else that is on the list. So I actually thought that this was in the previous season. Yes, because of how far back it was. How that we far back this. it was for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but revisiting it now, mm-hmm. or trying to think about it, let's try and pull it together our memory of mm-hmm. it. Um. It was... I forgot how many episodes. I think it was 12. It was 12. Well, it also... Some of the episodes had two stories. Yeah, so most of the was, episodes had two stories. Yeah, so there was a good amount of content good, um, that was mm-hmm. um, in the series. Right. Um, since they were um, anthologies, you know, non-related episodes, what was your most memorable Junji Ito story? My most memorable... Um, let's see. My most memorable Mm -hmm. was probably the Flying Heads one. Mm -hmm. Um, Flying Heads. It was so bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I talked about this at the beginning of the season. um, Because it's one of the first few episodes. It's one of the first few, But it's like, the concept is, is that there are these giant floating heads come out of nowhere. And they all have ropes attached to them. Mm-hmm. Like a balloon. And, yeah, like a balloon. And they're following the person whose head they are to try to, like, hang them. Yeah, and kill them. Yeah. And it's, like, no no rhyme or reason. Yeah. No, um, there's no sort of solution. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned that about uh, these stories and whenever we were um, introducing the season, that a lot of these... Um, horror stories go without answers yeah and they end in like really i think i mean the point is to make you feel really weird mm-hmm. right to make you feel really at like uneasy because you don't have any answers for what is happening and why it's happening right. yeah another, so floating heads was definitely one yeah another that. one that oddly stuck with me was the ice cream episode <laughs> um so there odd. yeah uh there's an episode where this ice cream man, this ice cream truck comes... Or it's an ice cream bus. It's a bus. Yeah. yeah. So, like, all the kids come to the ice cream bus, and then the ice they cream bus man... They get taken away. He, drive, he just drives them around he town. He just drives them around town, and, and the parents are like, yeah, it's the ice cream bus. Yeah. And, like, it's revealed <laughs> that there's just, like, a pile of ice cream in the middle um, that all the kids are eating from. Like a mountain. Yeah. Like, on the floor. Yeah. And then... Um, in the end, everything that ate ice cream is turning into ice cream. Yeah, so the kids are ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And, and they're, like, like, obsessed with ice cream. eating the other kids. And they're eating the other kids. Yeah. yeah it's really weird. Um, also, no no explanation, no answers. Because nope. the driver is, like... Because there is a driver to this bus. Yeah. Like, and he's weird, but yeah. we're not going not gonna to talk about him. Um... Another one that stuck with me that I actually didn't even really like that much um, was the the underwater creature episode. Um, oh yeah, that was where a like lot. okay, so the concept is is that there is this fairy that like like boat fairy mm-hmm. that was attacked by a giant monster and everyone on the boat drowned. Right. So, it wasn't found, at least. Yes, it Nobody's body found. was found. Um, this giant monster washes up on the shore. Like a sea monster. Yes. Big, yeah. And they cut the belly open because they see people inside. And it turns out that the people became parasites 
of the giant monster, Mm -hmm. and then they just become like creature people, and then they run off like zombie people. Yeah, and then they run off into the forest. Then the episode ends. Yes, it's a really short episode. Very short episode, and it's just really weird. Yeah. Like, it's not even that good, necessarily. It just <laughs> stuck with me. Yeah. Well, the reason why um, I almost even forgot that episode is mm-hmm. because it's attached. Remember, some of these were two in one. Yeah. It's attached to one of my most memorable episodes. One mm-hmm. of my most Yeah. What are uneasy. your? What are yours? Yeah. Because I know one of them because it's also one of mine. Yes. Yeah, so it's the one I'm about to say, yeah. I think, um, which is called Layers of Terror. Yeah. Which is awful by the way, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I say it's awful, I mean that I really liked it because it's horror, so, I mean, of course, it's awful. Um, but the story of that one is that... So there's a family. There's a mother, and then there's two sisters and her children, right? Mm-hmm. The father is dead. I think so. The father is dead. He was an archaeologist who unearthed some like grave and the grave the um the way that the sediment was laying was in the shape of a face like a profile of a face and he unearthed it and i guess some like locals told him that he's cursed now Mm -hmm. right but that's like that but now he's dead um so one of the sisters was a child model slash actress i think Um, but that was whenever she was like a, like a kid, like five or really young. And mm-hmm. now she's 16, I think she's Something a, te- like she's that, a yeah. teenager now. Um, but her mother is, is, was really obsessed with this like, um, time in her life when she was just a little, a little girl who yeah. like, you know, like it, she treats her like a doll. I mean, essentially yeah. like she, this one is her doll. And then the other sister is quote unquote, the ugly one. The mother is like awful to her. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she is older. So what happens? And it's already very terrifying. They get into this terrible car accident and the younger sister's face, like half of her face like rips off and it's like flat and it's gross. It's already gross. Right. But it's revealed that underneath that half of her face is just another version of her face. Yeah, it's just another layer. It's just another layer. Like a younger layer. Yeah. So then they go to the doctor, and the doctor is like, she's made up of layers. Like, they show the x-ray, and it's like jarring stuff, right? Where um, it's like she, it's like instead of growing, she just like added, she adds another layer to her like a tree, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to put it. Yeah. So this layer that like got, cut off during this car accident it's just her like a year younger that's showing and like there's like some like skin like mm-hmm. like discoloration to show it in the show but like they they look pretty much the same it's only a year yeah. right so the mother gets obsessed with this idea that she can peel away her daughter's skin and get her back to her five-year-old self and once again, this is where it gets real disturbing because yeah. she does it. She like claws at her face and her body. She's peeling away at her skin and she gets to her her head that is her as a baby. But her body is just like, it's gross. It's just like thin. It's just yeah. thin. It's like, it's nasty, y'all. It's nasty. 
Um, and of course, the older daughter is like trying to stop her. And then it ends with the mom thinking that she can do the same thing to herself. So she tries to rip off her own face. and I mean, she does it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. And it's nasty. It is. It's really like... That one really stuck with me. That too. one is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think my second one, to just mention another one, mm-hmm. is the Tombstone Town. Oh, I really yeah. liked Tombstone Town. So basically the premise of this one is that there is a town out somewhere. And um, whenever any any living thing, whenever any living thing, because it, they, it works with animals too. Mm-hmm. Whenever it dies, you're supposed to leave it where it died. And, it, and they tr- they turn into their own tombstone. So they like sprout uh, rock mm-hmm. and cement or whatever. And they turn into their own tombstone. And you're not supposed to disturb their body once they die. So that they can turn into their own tombstone. Of course what this means is that there are tombstones all over the town. Yeah. Like. And also just like there's different sizes. They're in the mm-hmm. road. They're on the sidewalks. They're all over the town. It's also right. one thing to note that um, they also are very strategic about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's about to die, they'll, like, carry them out of the hospital into, yes. like, the courtyard. Yes. So, the hospital is actually the biggest gravesite mm-hmm. because they do just have to carry them out to, like, a, a designated yard area and they let their tombstone grow outside of the hospital. Um, but this is normal to these people, mm-hmm. by the way. So, then what happens is some tourists, we'll call them tourists. It's um, a guy and a girl. Yeah. I don't think they're related. I think they're... No, they... They're like, t- um, they're like friends of somebody else, right? Yeah. So they are driving to this town without the knowledge of what this town is. And they hit somebody. Like, they full-on run over a girl. And the guy freaks out and puts her in his trunk. What? So they put her in the trunk, and they're just like... He's just like, be cool, act natural. We're only visiting for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then we're leaving. We can do something about this later. And then they learn about the tombstone curse. And it's like, wow. I wonder where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, the body in the back turns into a tombstone slowly, weighing down the car. Very obvious. Um, they do eventually throw her down a well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, she's heavy. Like, she's starting to turn into rock. They throw her down a well, um, but I, she gets vengeance, doesn't she? Doesn't see that's the thing is that um, it ends on a pretty ambiguous note. The so. thing is, is that like I don't remember if she actually gets vengeance or if because the the guy mm-hmm. dies in some because way. he touches because he touches her. That's right. So whenever he. T- because that's the other reason why you don't move the body is because you're not supposed to touch them. That's right. And so he, he started turning turned, into stone. Right. That's right. And then um, they go back to their hometown. He's in the hospital and the girl is just like guilt ridden. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. awful. Anyway. But also a very interesting concept. So. Yes. Okay. That was Junji Ito. <laughs> yes. Um, lastly. Lastly. Oh yeah. Lastly. Okay. So Trigun. Yes. Trigun Stampede. Remake of um, the Trigun from 1997. Yes. Well. Um, okay. I, I want to preface this. <laughs> Before we go into this, I do want to preface that it's not bad. 
I have other opinions. It's not okay. <laughs> let me okay. Let me okay. My true feelings about it. It is average. It is an average okay. show. It's not great. Okay. It's really not great, but we also have higher expectations. We also have higher expectations and we have context of the old show. Yeah. Um as a standalone show, a 12 episode standalone show, it's not bad. Mhm. Like it could be better. Mm-hmm. Could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But like, as a standalone show, it's very average. Yes. Compared to the old show, it's trash. Yes. So <laughs> I have definitely been trying to think. I've been trying to get to think of an opinion that I can have that doesn't involve comparing it. Yeah. I am. I really am because it's hard. It's so. It's hard, hard. not to. Because so I'm thinking. Okay. Well, obviously. It looks good. Everybody knows yes. that it looks good. It looks great. Um, characters, not fleshed out. No, not they, at all. They do not get fleshed out kind of whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like... Vash does a little bit. But Vash like... does a little bit. Um, Wolfwood... You know who gets fleshed out the most? Knives. Knives. It's because they, they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, it's because they kill him at the end of this. Um, but that's why he gets fleshed out the most, though. Yeah. Um, so it's that would probably be my biggest gripe, is that in these 12 episodes, no one was really fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, some relationships like didn't make sense so what i'm thinking of when i say that is the meryl vash relationship yeah it to me in the show in the trigon stampede it doesn't make sense because um i think i even made this this comment to you where i was like if they are just reporters trying to get a story trying to get an interview with vash in those first like four episodes they're in a car with him yeah and then he gets on the sand steamer and she's like, I gotta follow him. And he's like, the, okay, the he's I, like why okay, though? Okay, the idea is that she's become attached to him. And she's making up the excuse but, that they're rec- that they're reporters. Yeah, but it's just like, well, why? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what, because he saved a town? I guess, yes. that's, I guess that's cool and all, but like, it just doesn't, it, I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, he, he saved a town. And then the town got destroyed, and then they had shared trauma. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. I didn't. I didn't think that their relationship was very fleshed out in this this iteration. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also agree with you in just saying that trying to ignore what I know about the original. That story storyline wise, it's pretty mediocre. Yes. Like, it's pretty mediocre. Now, when we're comparing it, yeah, um, <laughs> turning on the comparison brain. So before we compare it, I do want to say that um, actually no, this is part of the comparison. Now that I think about it, um, first and foremost, one of the reasons why it's so much worse than you 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 told me this, and I didn't really think about it. Um, one of the reasons why it's so much worse is because it's mostly sci-fi and not very western yes i noticed that like so towards the the last three episodes Mm -hmm. i started getting really tired and almost dreading watching it because i'm like oh i gotta sit through another episode of 
the Trigun Stampede. Um, and then I realized, like, why, what, what shifted, what changed. And what changed was they stopped being in a desert. <laughs> yeah. So the whole premise of the show, right, is that they, is that they crash landed on a desert planet couple hundred years go by right there are yeah. some like spotted civilizations but it's very much like an old west feeling like classic western saloons and cowboys and right. outlaws and uh things like that right um and that's where a lot of the humor lie or that's where a lot of the humor was sorry yeah. um in the original is in those like those like gunslinger moments or in um just in, in that no, yeah like in that in that genre of western right of so whenever you took like the western part of it out and just had the sci-fi it was a lot more serious it was it wasn't funny it wasn't funny anymore it wasn't funny the show and stopped being funny yeah and that's like a huge flaw yeah like vash is funny Vash is really the funny. whole point is that it's a comedy mm-hmm. like like for example i mean okay the whole point was that it was the whole point of the original was that he it was this contrast of he is seen as this humanoid disaster natural disaster right but he's a pacifist he's a pacifist and he's always trying to help yes like even if it's disaster that follows him quote unquote He's always trying to help. He's always trying to prevent the disaster. Yeah. And that was that's actually one thing that I really dislike about this one mm-hmm. is that like we see it like Vash twice, is, maybe? well Vash isn't very lighthearted. No. Um and he's very so he's it's like the first episode we see yeah. him at his most lighthearted. He's and he's very he's actually really quick to draw his gun. He is in this one. Yeah, I, I, he he yeah. will like aim was, his gun at people, he was and I'm like shooting to kill some boys. I was like, oh, yeah, and oh. I'm like, this is the whole point is that he doesn't want to kill anyone, right? But like, he will point his gun at people to threaten them, and I'm like, that's not bash. That's not bash. Um, so yeah, that genre difference really made a big, big impact mm-hmm. in the tone of the show. Um. And a li- once again, a little bit, you want to give them some leeway because the original was how many episodes? It was like... It wasn't like a ton, It though. wasn't a ton, but it wasn't 12. Yeah, no, I think I it mean, was like maybe like 40. Yeah. So they were trying to achieve a certain amount in 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. We can, like once again, try to give them some leeway with that but i also felt like some no it was 26 episodes it was only 26 episodes it was 26 episodes oh never mind i can't give many leeway yeah why did you the pacing man the pacing um yeah so what other complaints that i have um wolfwood wolfwood's character yeah okay it's not supposed to it wasn't revealed until like the last five episodes maybe maybe even less that wolfwood was a traitor yeah and He's essentially introduced as a traitor. Yes. He. It's he, literally the episode, the end of the episode. The he's introduced. end of the episode that he's introduced at. He has his secret meeting with Vash's enemy, mm-hmm. and the enemy is like, "Are you sure you can do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So like, it's introduced right away that Wolfwood is a traitor, mm-hmm. which like was a big shocker in the original yeah. because like you, this guy appears first of all he. 
gets along with Vash. Yeah. First of all, They're in the like, original, yeah. he gets along with Vash very well. Very well. They're like the same person. Yeah. They they become friends instantly. And then it's a really big deal whenever you find out that he was a traitor. Like, right. Like they really built up that relationship. Um, but then in this remake in Stampede, in Trigun Stampede, um, he's very apathetic towards Vash. Yeah, he is. He, he like, he's like literally only doing a job. Yeah. He's like, I'm... He's like, I was hired to follow you and to watch you and to make sure that you didn't, like, die. But I don't really want to do it. Yeah. Like, he's so apathetic towards Vash. And it's, I mean, to me, it's bothersome. Yeah. Because they're supposed to, they were like the duo, you know? Yeah. Like, they're like the dynamic duo and the original best buds. Mm-hmm. And, like... Wolf's character is just like different. Like it's very different. It's very different from yeah. the original. Um, and I don't really like it. But, Other characters know. that are very different from the original, Meryl. <sighs> Meryl. So I guess I should go ahead and point out that in the final episode, it is light. It is revealed that maybe this was a prequel the whole time. In a weird way. In a weird way. So obviously, it can't be a true prequel because Knives dies. Yeah. Knives is dead, and Knives was the main villain for the original right. uh, Trigun as well. Knives is dead now, though. But we get the prequel vibes, because one, Vash gets a new haircut. Yes. Two, his wanted poster, his, his uh, worth, his reward amount, yeah. is, now, is now the same as what is in the original show. Right. Whereas before, in the beginning of the remake, it is at a lower amount. And three, we get lightly, very lightly introduced to the character of Millie. So, those point to it being a prequel the whole time. Mm -hmm. Which I already thought it was going to be a prequel. Yeah. um, Because of other reasons that I've uh, explained Basically everything you just said. Everything I just said. But now we know, like, which, yeah. Another thing with... So, but we're going off of Meryl. Sorry. Yeah. I wanted to just bring up the whole, it was going to be a prequel the whole time thing. Mm-hmm. So Meryl, in being a different character completely, is much wimpier. Yes. She's just a little, a little guy in a big desert who has, had never shot a gun before. Um, and was not very, was not very much a boss lady. No. Um, like at all. During this uh, remake, which did irritate me because mm-hmm. Meryl was a boss lady in the original. But uh, essentially, the mentor, Roberto De Niro, has a tragic death that we all definitely oh my cared God. about. That is to say that we did not care about because we didn't care about Roberto De Niro. Yeah, because he wasn't like, <laughs> he was barely even a character. He had, he, his relationship. He had no development. He had no development. He barely had any interactions He barely at all. had inter- any interaction. His only interaction was to be like, what are you doing, kid? And she's like, I'm going to go save Vash. And he'd be like, you don't have to do that. You know, you got to think about yourself. And that's like it. I mean, I get yeah. like, a mentor, quote unquote mentor. Um, but he's dead now. He died in an elevator. Um, so it is revealed at the end of the episode that 
Now, Meryl is going to be a mentor to someone named Millie, which we know who Millie is. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they have already said that they're going to make another season. They did? I, I think. I don't remember that. Well, maybe I'm getting it confused with something else that yeah. said they're making another season. Either way. I think they will, though. Oh, I yeah. mean, they, they set it up for it. They set up the ending for it. I don't think... I mean, unless, like, the ending was literally just supposed to be a nod towards the original. I think it might. Um, sad to say, Studio Orange isn't exactly known for their sequels. For their sequels? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I really wanted to see Millie. I wanted to see Millie in the in the original. In the... Yeah. In the what actually happened, though. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, that's like it ended. It's it ended really weird. It ended the story. Story made no sense. The story didn't make too much sense. So okay, yeah, you go ahead. So, go ahead. So um, the story that was in li- the parts that were in line with the um, original. Obviously, everything is surrounding the plants, mm-hmm. right? The the um, capital P L A N T plants, who were like pods you can think of it as just like energy pods yeah. i guess um and they were brought to this desert planet because they're supposed to help make it not a desert anymore make it livable right for humans um it's like a it's a source of energy a vague source of energy um something that i am a little bit confused about were the plants made by humans yeah they were right yeah okay so they're made by humans now vash and knife knives are considered independence which yes. means that they are plants but they are more human-like and their purpose was to essentially be the engineer for the plants to commune with the plants mm-hmm. excuse me whenever they were in need of it right essentially um so what happens vash is very much on board for helping the humans Knives is like, I am superior, why would I want to help them? That's their dynamic, right? That is still the same. So what's a little different, in my understanding, is that in the remake, Knives sees the other plants as his equal. Yeah, I think so. And that I don't remember being in the original. I don't either. The original, the plant pods were literally just energy sources. Yeah. And people did, I mean, people fought over them. As they do in westerns when you fight over something that is necessary. Yeah. Um, uh, a um, limited resource. <laughs> yes, whenever you fight over limited resources. Yes, exactly. But in the remake, Knives' whole um, thing, Yeah. his whole mission was, he in his mind, he says, I am better than humans. Like, him and Vash. He, he, quit, yeah. he pulled Vash. In, in Which his, that was in the original. Yes, in his mind, Vash is with him. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't understand why Vash doesn't feel this way. But we are superior to humans. Fact. Um, and the humans are exhausting us as a resource. Mm-hmm. The humans are depending on us. Um, and, uh, and Knives doesn't like that. Right. Essentially. Yeah. He's like, once they're done with the resource, they just throw it away. They just throw it away. So in the remake, that is what the um, what his what his mission is is he wants to destroy the human race and have just plant independence. Yeah. He wants to make the rest the plant pods. He wants to make them all independent, 
which yeah. is like what he and Vash are humans, human ish. They can live outside of a pod. Yeah. Um, and that they will have a, they will be superior to humans and will do right by the planet and stuff like mm-hmm. that, essentially. So, I Knives's um, mission in the original was not that. I don't right. believe. No, um, he. In the original, he, I believe, did want to kill all humans, mm-hmm. but I don't think he wanted to make uh, plant people. He didn't want to make plant people. Yeah. He just wanted um, destruction. Yeah, um, because that's that's the thing, and this is what gets me. Hmm. In the original, like Knives was like objectively a bad person. a bad guy. Like he was black and white bad person. Mm-hmm. In this one, he kind of has a point. He kind of has a point. They he's are... like he's like kind of like an eco-terrorist because meaning like because he's like okay this is a resource that's being overused and abused i want to save it yeah i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it and he's kind of in the right he's a little bit in the right (laughs) and like it's you can you can see his point of view yeah his his tactics questionable but he even has a tragic backstory like and in this one i'm like okay i get it we get it yeah so knives in his attempt to create more independent plants captures vash um and uses him to impregnate yes they Im- impregnate all of, the yes. other plants <laughs> yes all of the plants get pregnant it yes. visibly shows them with pregnant bellies yes and they're all attached to vash so whatever is happening there yeah. um and vash ultimately his humanity saves him yeah right he's he thinks of um rem yeah and he can hear meryl calling out to him and he um breaks free and and they have this big final fantasy moment where they each have a single wing and they're flying throughout the city battling each other yeah um pretty cool I it mean, the fight, cool. the fight was cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool, like, but not for, like, Try Guys. <laughs> 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 um, and, like, another thing with knives is that I didn't like his blade, his tendril blades. His, his knives? His million knives. His million knives? I did not like his million knives. I think it was um, an interesting iteration of, of him. Yeah, it was cool, but, like, not for him. Okay. I want, like... I wish that this was a standalone, not Trigun show. <laughs> um, because all of everything about it is really cool. Right. But I don't like it that it's Trigun. Uh huh. Because one of the whole points of the original is that him and Knives are twins. They're exactly the same with opposite mindsets. Right. They even use the same guns. Yeah. Which, side note, the gun is completely irrelevant in this show. In this show. Small thing, um, but is a thing nonetheless. Yeah. Um, because the gun was one of the parts that fused, that let um, Vash fuse into his cannon arm. Yeah. Um, which he does kind of do that in this well, show. Well, because this is where he gets his cannon arm. Remember, he gets his cannon arm because... So, in the original July incident. Yeah. The original July incident. He gets his cannon arm because... Um, doesn't knives like knives put, activates it? Yeah, knives like puts something in his gun. Yeah, and it turns his arm into a cannon, and then that's how he destroys the city of July on accident. Right. 
Um, and then in this one, the cannon just kind of happens. And I don't really yeah, understand how so, it happens. But he does still shoot it up into the sky. And the City of July is a creator now. Yeah, so, so Knives has his million knives ability. And... Um, um vash has this vacuum void ability um and then the void absorbed all the stuff and then he had all the energy and then made his cannon arm Mm -hmm. because he made he like solidified all the energy into this cube and then the cube formed into his arm that's right that's right yeah weird stuff weird stuff i mean sure yeah sure why not why not um so but that i think we're those are the biggest qualms, I guess, yeah. that we had. Um, I mean, yeah, it just, it isn't the same. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't capture the essence of what Trigon was. You know, we yeah. talked about how, even though we didn't, I mean, maybe we're being hypocrites here, but even though we didn't watch the original Ursa Yatra, it still feels like the essence of a Rumiko Takahashi yeah. anime, you know, like, we can feel the essence of what what it was right. in the eighties. This one, it it didn't feel like Trigon. Yeah, you know, didn't really feel like it. Other than like I said, maybe the first episode when they're in the town, mm-hmm. that was pretty Trigon. But then it kind of lost it, you know. Yeah. So, um, that was our mostly Trigon review. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a lot of thoughts. We were excited to share them with you guys. Mm-hmm. So and talk about them on the show. Right. Um, and I think that is it yep, that's for it this for episode. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Kanichi Hall podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs>